Welcome to a podcast of AOC 2020 organized by Dr. Dev Pelajani, Dr. Satyavan Sharma, Dr. Ajit Desai and Dr. Akshay Mehta of the Academy of Cardiology Mumbai. This podcast is produced by the rightdoctors.com digital knowledge partners to the event. Coming up a talk by Dr. OP Yadava on challenges of CABG in women. Professor Wenger once observed the community has viewed women's health almost with a bikini approach looking essentially at the breast and the reproductive system and almost ignoring the rest of the women as part of women's health uncoat how appropriate she's chairing the session no wonder cad is underappreciated underestimated under researched under diagnosed and under treated and there are myths galore men are more prone when 50000 more women than men die of heart disease and even unfortunately we the doctors are not aware about the correct statistics and this apocryphal myths you know they turn into perceptions and observed realities for the society brian just mentioned cancer is perceived as the biggest killer when cad kills two times more women so that is the biggest challenge today to cad and especially for cabg in women now a lot of subjectivity about this let's come to a little more objective challenges one women are underrepresented in studies earlier we never had any women but even if you look at the recent canadian database only 15 to 25% were women we have already talked of atypical presentation late presentation with subtle symptoms and more prevalence of risk factors but one which is most important is that besides a higher prevalence diabetes has a stronger negative influence in women as compared to men and that has to be appreciated then there are physiological differences they have impaired corneal flow reserve they have impaired vasoreactivity and microvascular dysfunction and almost 70% of the women demonstrate this kind of vasomotor dysfunction as compared to barely 40% men and bypass surgery does not address this component of cad it may take care of the obstructive element but not the microvascular element also ffr study we don't have data for cabg this stu- the study is ongoing but extrapolating the pci data they have less number of functionally significant stenosis for the same number of the anatomically significant stenosis professor palajani mentioned about the size well even the indian heart beat man or a woman both are smaller than the western hearts and if you normalize the body surface area then women have 9% lower coronary artery size 
then men. And in one study coming from Cleveland, look at mid LED size, virtually twice in men as compared to women. So that's very important thing. Also, something which is relevant to us in India, not observed in the Western world, we find that the Indian coronaries are more subject to inflammatory changes as shown by immunohistochemical stained uh, micro-histopathological uh, studies which show a lot of infiltration of macrophages and this creates technical difficulties for the surgeon. Then we have upfront diagnostic dilemmas in the various algorithms that are available for diagnosis in these patients. There is a gender difference in accuracy of the various tests we, 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 we use. And most important here, a caveat that I want to issue, women here too, even in the uh, studies looking at the various modalities of investigation, are underrepresented to this extent, eight versus 92 men. 22 versus 78 men. So women are underrepresented. But whatever data we have, ECG is not a reliable test. And probably the most sensitive is the gated nucleus scan. And technician 99M systemabe is probably the single most important study that should be used in these patients. What are the CABG outcomes? Well, the early outcomes Earlier, the mortality was two times. Lately, this has attenuated to some extent, but it has not been obliterated. And even in recent data, the women are almost 1.3 times higher risk than men folk. And that is why in both Euroscore and the STO score, female gender is included as a risk factor for males. It's been shown in number of studies Odds ratio almost varying between 1.3 to 1.5. And in our own data of 3,500, which we published in the Heart Journal, the inhospital mortality in the women was almost 3% against 1.8 in the men. This is across the board, and it also included our off-pump uh, pump, on-pump series. Uh, this has not changed over a period of time. That was the data of 2011. You look at two months old data, early mortality, 2.7% versus 2%. So there is no question, there is a gender bias against the women. And it is not just coronary artery disease or CABG. We see that bias for PCI. We see it for AVR, for mitral valve replacement. So it's for all facets of cardiac surgery, whether it is the higher prevalence of the risk of the of the uh, risk factors is it because of the smaller coronary artery size as professor palajani just mentioned is it because of less use of the arterial graft that i'm going to allude to in a very short while higher microvascular dysfunction and higher thrombogenicity that women have have all been implicated for this it has been shown smaller LED size increases technical challenges and it attenuates the beneficial effect of IMA. So there is an issue with that. Also, women have got incomplete revascularization. Number of these studies, you should see the number of grafts in the women is less than men. 3 versus 3.3. 
2.8 versus 3 and same we notice in all meta-analysis including the syntax trial where women received less number of grafts even then when the patients were being operated by the best of the surgeons and that's why they translates into increased re repeat revascularization in these women and impaired long-term results now what are the long-term results in women up to one year we find women are laggards as compared to men the the mace rates are as high as one and a half times more than the men but surprisingly beyond one year you go to three years five years ten years and even 20 years analysis has been reported by kolansky we find women and men are no different so the problem is in perioperative and the first one year and if you cross that then you are fine look at the long-term survival curves exactly the same and in fact again a very recent study a few weeks back in the scandinavian database based uh, series long-term survival was better in women as compared to men for no reason which were uh, for for reasons which were not you know uh, hypothesized However, women in the follow-up period are more prone to readmission, maybe related to incomplete revascularization, and more prone to myocardial infarction. More of them, most of them, are non-fatal, and that's why it does not translate into impaired survival. So they get more MI, more readmissions for various reasons. Whether it is incomplete revascularization, whether it is reduce carnage size, but they perform inferior to the men. Also, quality of life for women is worse. Their physical fun functioning is less, and their depressive symptoms are more, and it has been shown in a number of studies. And lastly, ladies and gentlemen, I know you are not a surgical crowd, but just because the word was CABG challenges, and I didn't know how much to go into CABG, for those interested, I'll put up a few technical details. We have a difference in the conduits between the two. The women, the saphenous vein have been used, the word is between apostrophes, delicate and friable. They have increased vasoreactivity and that may be related to the hormonal receptors in the blood vessels. And this vasoreactivity is not only for veins. It is exhibited even in arterial grafts and you see internal memory artery is more sensitive to alpha-adrenergic stimuli provided by phenylephrine and endothelin-1. So that may be one reason for poor outcome of these women. Also we find women receive less arterial grafts. Now that seems to be changing and if you look at data from the last three or four years, we find women are almost approaching men as far as use of single mammary is concerned. Almost 88% of the women are receiving one mammary as against 90% in the men. So they're catching up. But bilateral IMA, the women are still lagging behind. And even if you look at the STS database, half the women receive bilateral mammaries as compared to the men. Even when it has been proven by certain expert centers that they have equivalent mortality and morbidity and the results are pretty good, 
However, there is a caveat there, and that caveat is that there is increased risk of deep sternal wound infection, and that occurs. You see, women is a very strong odds ratio towards deep sternal wound infection, insulin-dependent diabetes, and peripheral vascular disease. They lead to more deep sternal wound infection. However, if skeletonization of the memory is carried out, this disadvantage is totally neutralized. So that's why today, skeletonized memory, bilateral memories, women is gender is not an incremental risk factor. However, though we find the red line is used of bilateral IMA in women and blue in men, both are increasing usage of bilateral IMAs, but women still remain inferior to men as far as usage of bilateral IMAs are concerned. But there is no doubt, even in women, bilateral IMAs do potent survival advantage and therefore they should be used. What about the second conduit? No question, Stephanus main is a bad conduit, should be used only if push comes to shove. Either we use a second IMA, the Taggart's art trial in their, in their as-treated analysis showed that there is a benefit of the second IMA and there is increased patency of radial artery in women. So that's the only thing in which nature has been kind to the women, that radial artery has better results in women as compared to men. So we should look at second IMA or a radial artery is the second conduit. Cephanus vein, even a direct head-to-head -head comparison with the radial artery, 36% drop in 15-year mortality with radial artery and angiography patency rates of radial artery much better than cephanus vein. In fact, in lots of expert centers, total arterial devascularization is being done in one-fourth of the women with very salutary results. What about off-pump versus pump? Well, it's been shown by Puskas, by Mac, so many people that off-pump produce mortality and morbidity in women. Even in our own study, we found off-pump mortality in women was virtually reduced by one-third as compared to pump mortality and was equivalent to the men's mortality if off-pump is used. So that's an important mode of treatment. It reduces bleeding, respiratory complication, and CNS complications. So ladies and gentlemen, in my fair lady, Professor Higgins says, why can't a woman be like a man? Well, that's a wishful thinking. I wish it could be a utopian thought. But as Professor Palajani said, Women are from Mars and men from Venus or vice versa. I don't know from where. The slide has gone. I think I have. Uh, yeah. They have more atypical presentation. We should do more arterial grafts. They have increased early mortality, but same late survival. And we should be as aggressive with anything and everything for women as for men. Thank you. You were listening to a podcast from AOC 2020, organized by Dr. Dev Pelajani, Dr. Satyavan Sharma, Dr. Ajit Desai, and Dr. Akshay Mehta of the Academy of Cardiology, Mumbai. This podcast was produced by the TheRightDoctors.com, digital knowledge partner to the event. 
we bring insights from the world's best medical minds to audiences worldwide. The Right Doctors is a Google Launchpad digital health startup and is a knowledge partner of choice for medical conferences, CME, specialty journals, and scientific events from the field of medicine. If you like this podcast, share it with your friends and visit our website www.therightdoctors.com.